I wish I could get people to look at their marriage almost like a car. You don't drive it around. And then when all the gas is out, you're like, oh man, I need to go to the gas station. Like that would be a huge inconvenience. There are signals and things that your car tells you that something is wrong. And then you take it to go get it fixed. You don't wait till it's completely not even operable to to go and um, repair it. It's a lot more work. It's a lot more time. It's a lot more energy. And sometimes you just write, this is a new car. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Monique Melton of MoniqueMelton.com. Monique, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thanks for being here. And what I wanted to do was just read a little bit more about Monique so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. Monique is a relationship coach, published author, and international speaker. The heart of her work is to support people in building happy and healthy relationships. She travels the world speaking at conferences and events on topics related to personal growth, marriage, and and relationships. She's been published in magazines, featured in blogs and podcasts, and has touched the lives of people all over the world. She's a natural, big, bold dreamer and a deeply rooted woman of faith. She is proud Navy wife to her high school sweetheart, and she is a loving mother to two little ones. Monique, are you ready to speak to the IMCEO community? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Let's do it. So the first question I had was just to hear a little bit more about your CEO story and what led you to start your business. Great. I feel like entrepreneurs has been, you know, some people say this, like you're just made for this. I feel like that's what my story has been because even since I was a kid, I always had like a little hustle, Mm -hmm. but I started my entrepreneurial endeavors officially like, you know, LLC and all that kind of stuff. Um, Right out of college, I was actually a professional makeup artist and I did that for about a decade. And after I had my daughter, she's my youngest, I just knew I wanted to do something different and did a lot of soul searching and really thought about the type of purpose that um, I want to, or the type of legacy I want to build and the impact I want to have around me and all that. And so I started back in November, 2014, doing business and relationship coaching. So I did a lot of business development for clients and helped them with their marketing strategy. But what I found in doing that is that most of our conversations, if not almost all of our conversations with my clients, involve some type of personal development relationship component. And my education background is in psychology and counseling. And so I yield very easily to that subject matter. And the more I've worked with clients, the more I do that work, the more I decided that I want to focus on relationships because I think ultimately that's what life is about, relationships, whether that be our relationship with God, our relationship, well, if you're not a person of faith, you know, that's neither there nor there, neither here nor there, but even just the relationship that you have with yourself and with others. And I think a lot of the challenges that we experience in life can be rooted or directed right back to some type of relationship um, where there's unresolved pain. And so we go throughout life trying to interact with people to save ourselves, protect ourselves. So I can help people to have 
happy or healthy relationships, I think we can have a greater and a bigger impact in the world around us. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And that's awesome that you've, you know, devoted your work towards that, because I think a lot of times when you're talking about business or you're talking about, you know, marriage or or friendships or whatever, you kind of forget that it's kind of people and the people's interactions and relationships with one another. But the fact that, like you said, like you felt that was continuing to come up in the work that you were doing. So you decided to kind of devote your time to that and your business to it. So I know you touched on it a little bit, but I wanted to hear a little bit more on how you work with and and serve the clients that you work with. Yeah. So now that my focus is on relationships, I either have clients who are like I work with couples, but a lot of times I'm working with the individual, the woman uh, who's coming to me, who's struggling with maybe confidence, some mindset issues, anxiety, not clinical anxiety. I, I always recommend people to see a therapist for things like that. But You know, just things that are affecting the way that she is going about her everyday life. And then as far as for couples, often people come when things have completely fallen apart. I wish I could get people to look at their marriage almost like a car. You don't drive it around. And then when all the gas is out, you're like, oh man, I need to go to the gas station. Like that would be a huge inconvenience. There are signals and things that your car tells you that something is wrong and then you take it to go get it fixed. You don't wait till it's completely not even operable to to go and um, repair it. It's a lot more work. It's a lot more time. It's a lot more energy. And sometimes you're just ready to just get a new car. And I just wish people would say, you know, I want to put my marriage in um, as a priority and make it more, let's maintain our relationship. Let's address issues that come up when they're small because if we don't, address it when it's small, it's just going to stay. It's not going to go away. It's going to become a bigger issue. So I do that for my one-on-one clients. I do either couples or women. And then I also, I also still have some business clients, but that's, that's just because I'm currently rebranding. I do a lot of public speaking. I talk about personal growth. I talk about relationships. I also talk about diversity. I'm working on my second book right now. And I also have some resources that like workbooks and um, guides and things on business and relationships on my website as well. So I have different ways to support people depending on where you're coming from and what you need. That's pretty much what I have right now. And that's awesome. And I, I love the metaphor, you know, of the car, you know, making sure that, okay, this, uh, the engine is, has failed or something for whatever reason, it means that that's probably has built up over time. So you make sure that you take care of the things before it manifests itself into what could be a bigger issue. So I love that you kind of focus on that and remind us of that, which is definitely important. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And now I wanted to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be like what you feel kind of distinguishes you or your organization but what do you feel could be your secret sauce? Okay, so I love cupcakes. Mm-hmm. And well, I love anything sweet, honestly. So I like to use the acronym SWEET a lot. And so I use that even with my business clients. And it's the, you know, stuff for creating like your brand story, wealth, client experience, exceptional marketing, and team. And so I've kind of created a new approach to use, like taking a spinoff of that to uh, working with with couples and working with relationship coaching, I was, and I would definitely say like my secret sauce is that I like to keep things very simple. I think sometimes we overcomplicate things and like to throw in, you know, all these different steps and tools and I got to have this, I got to have that, I got to have this in order for the relationship to be healthy. But it really doesn't have to be that complicated. You could have some key components in your relationship and you can build from there, you know, so definitely 
in my opinion, you want to have some level of spirituality. Um, just recognizing that there's something that's bigger than you. It's not just, you know, people out here just walking around willy nilly. So that's, you know, that's, that's a big thing. But I also think having a, a working commitment towards your own personal growth and understanding that I am responsible for myself. You know, I can't make my husband be responsible for my own happiness because that's a he- that's a heavy responsibility and it's also impossible. You could certainly contribute to how someone feels and all those kind of things, but ultimately I'm the one who is responsible for my emotions, for my decisions and all of that. And so that's, you know, the W. So it's, you know, working, working towards your own personal growth. Effective communication is hands down probably one of the most important things for a relationship. If I'm saying things in a way that you don't understand, but you're taking them one way and I'm taking it another, that's going to cause so much friction and chaos. And so instead of, you know, letting that marinate and just turn into something else, let's communicate effectively. And there's all different ways to go about effective communication. And that's one of the the big things that I do when I am working with couples. Um, But even just working with my one-on-one clients, because the way they're communicating with themselves, you know, how are you talking to yourself? Are you engaging in the negative self-talk? Or are you saying things to yourself that are more positive and aligned with who you really are and what you want to accomplish? And so that's the first E, effective communication. And then enjoying each other, you know, having fun, doing things outside of just the day to the day to day, you know, hustle and bustle. I have two kids. We have so many things going on all the time. And so we have to create that time to make sure that we are investing in us as a unit, not just, you know, what you have going on, what I have going on, but us together. So enjoying each other, laughing, growing together. And then the T, the the last letter for sweet is team. Remembering that you're on the same team. So I kept the team from the, from the original acronym where I did it originally, because a lot of times in a relationship, if you feel like the person is against you, you're everything that they do, you're going to see it through that lens. But if we're working on the same team, that means that if you make a mistake or, you know, if you think about like a football team and, you know, you bump into your teammate, if I know we're on the same team, I'm not going to take that as if you're the opponent trying to knock me down. It was it was an accident. It was a mistake. And so when you think about, OK, we're on the same team, that means that I need to give you grace. I need to communicate with you. I need to make sure that I support you. I encourage you. I'm rooting for you. I want you to win because you win. I win. So I would say those all together is kind of like my secret sauce to helping people remember some of the components. And there's more to, you know, having a healthy relationship. But those are some of the like main, main components when it comes to marriage, but even just friendships. You know, if you have a friend and you know that the two of you are on the same team, that means that you're rooting for each other. You want each other to succeed. So that was a long answer, but that's, that's pretty much what it is. No, I appreciate you for sharing that. And I too have a sweet tooth. So that definitely resonated with me. So I appreciate you. (laughs) And uh, now I wanted to switch gears a little bit and ask you for what I call a CEO hack. And this might be an app, a book or a habit that you have, but it's something that makes you more effective and efficient as a business owner. Definitely planning. You know, my schedule, my husband and I share our um, schedules with one another. And so that way he knows what I have going on. I know what he has going on, although he doesn't have much going on outside of what we do as a family. So I'm, I'm usually the one. 
who has a meeting here, an event here, all that. Um, so I definitely think planning ahead. We have certain days where we designate to, you know, go over our budget and go over our appointments and things that we have going on. But with so many moving pieces, so many things to do and accomplish, sitting down and having a plan is it, and putting it in a calendar is probably the, the best thing for sure. What I would add to that is we share a note on our iPhones that and this is just such a simple, very practical thing, but it just helps us stay organized. That's our grocery list. And it's categorized by store and by like section in the store. So if my husband, if I'm like, hey, can you go to the grocery store today? He doesn't have to come home and get the list or I don't have to take a picture of the list that I wrote down because I used to do that. You know, it's already on the phone. So it's just a way for us to be efficient and for us to keep the communication between one another really smooth and effective. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, definitely leverage all this technology that we have out there. So it's good to hear that you guys are doing that to be effective and efficient. And uh, now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this is a word of wisdom or piece of advice. You might have already touched on this, but what would you tell your younger business self? My younger business self, I would tell my younger business self that that growth hurts. It's uncomfortable and it's a part of the process. I think initially when I started my business, I was really surprised by um, some of the growing pains. And had I just kind of anticipated that, like becoming a mom, you know that you're going to have to change diapers. Like you know that it's a part of the process. You're not shocked that you have to do that. It still stings. Like there's nothing pleasant about it, but at least you know that that's a part of it. Whereas for me, I didn't really anticipate that. I didn't anticipate some of the growing pains from building a team or dealing with, unfortunately, you know, there's the, I hate to say it like this, but there was definitely people who just want to sabotage. You don't want to see you win, you know, dealing with that. So I would definitely tell my younger self that it's okay to be uncomfortable with the growing pains because they're not supposed to feel good. But the growth that comes after that is what is rewarding. And so just push through it. Don't give up. Don't be discouraged. You know, go to your people who love you and let them encourage you and help you feel better. But keep going when it's when it's all said and done. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Especially when you're getting out of your comfort zone, you have to be able to kind of understand that that's, that'll make you uncomfortable. And then, you know, in order to grow, you have to kind of have a little bit of pain to do that. So I think that was a great CEO nugget. And now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of being a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So what does being a CEO mean to you? I believe being a CEO to me is someone who is a leader and is willing to also be led. Someone who is constantly committed to their own learning, their own development journey. I think CEO sometimes gives the idea that, oh, I'm the one in charge. But with that comes a lot of responsibility to maintain good relationships, to um, have harmony in your life. So I think being a CEO comes with a responsibility towards, you know, my business and what I'm doing. I, I need to make sure that I'm taking care of myself so that I can show up in the world and give my best. I think also being a CEO means that I need to be very aware of the needs of the people in my community so that I can innovate and pivot when necessary. So keeping, you know, keeping that communication open is what's important. So ultimately, it's it's just being a person who's committed to being a leader in the in leading and serving the community that they are assigned to. That makes perfect sense. And I think that's an incredible definition. So Monique, I truly appreciate you for taking some time out of your schedule. What I wanted to do was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and our listeners know and how best they can get a hold of you. Well, the easiest way to get a hold of me, I'm on Instagram all the time. So 
you can find me at Mo Motivate. That's M O E Motivate. And I would just also like to add for anyone who's listening, and maybe they're in a place where you know business isn't going the way that you hope, or maybe even you're thinking about starting a business, but you're afraid of some of the ups and downs that come along with it. I would just encourage anyone to just remember that you know life is so precious, and we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So if we can just be intentional with the time that we do have and live it in a way that you can look back and be proud of the decisions that you are making, then I think that's what, that's like our service to ourselves and to one another. Um, and so that means for me, I'm being intentional with my time and what I'm doing is that I don't allow fear to dictate my choices, but that I instead say, you know what, I'll create fear. I see you, but I'm going to do this anyway because I know it's what's best for me and what I'm working towards and the people that I serving. That's where I would add. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's an awesome reminder and pardon word of wisdom. But Monique, thank you so much. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.